Before we get to our Kathy v. Kathy episode, uh, I wanted to do a, a quick reading. Uh, this one is uh, dedicated to a very, very good friend of mine, um, but it's applicable to anyone. This is a passage from the Black Jacobins, Trusant L'Overture, and the San Domingo Revolution uh, by the Trinidadian Marxist historian C.L.R. James. It's from the second edition, page 88. The slaves destroyed tirelessly, like the peasants in the Jackery or the Ludite wreckers. They were seeking their salvation in the most obvious way. The destruction of what they knew was the cause of their sufferings. And if they destroyed much, it was because they had suffered much. They knew that as long as these plantations stood, their lot would be to labor on them until they dropped. The only thing was to destroy them. From their masters, they had known rape, torture, degradation, and at the slightest provocation, death. They returned in kind. For two centuries, the higher civilization had shown them that power was used for wreaking your will on those whom you controlled. Now that they held power, they did as they had been taught. In the frenzy of the first encounters, they killed all. Yet they spared the priest whom they had feared and the surgeons who had been kind to them. They whose women had undergone countless violations violated all the women who fell into their hands, often on the bodies of their still bleeding husbands, fathers, and brothers. Vengeance, vengeance was their war cry, and one of them carried a white child on a pike as a standard. And yet they were surprisingly moderate, then and afterwards, far more humane than their masters had been or would ever be to them. They did not maintain this revengeful spirit for long. The cruelties of property and privilege are always more ferocious than the revenges of poverty and oppression. For the one aims at perpetuating resented injustice, the other is merely a momentary passion, soon appeased. As the revolution gained territory, they spared many of the men, women, and children whom they surprised on plantations. To prisoners of war alone, they remained merciless. They tore out their flesh with red-hot pincers. They roasted them on slow fires. They sawed a carpenter between two of his boards. Yet in all the records of that time, there is no single instance of such fiendish tortures as burying white men up to their neck and smearing the holes in their faces to attract insects, or blowing them up with gunpowder, or any of the thousand and one bestialities to which they had been subjected. Compare with what their masters had done to them in cold blood, what they did was negligible, and they were spurred on by the ferocity with which the whites in Le Cap treated all slave prisoners who fell into their hands. In this edition, the phrase, and yet they were just surprisingly moderate, uh, had a footnote, and this is the footnote. This statement has been criticized. I stand by it. CLR James. Comrades and friends, hello. 
we're here again. We're doing it again. And yes, the boys were back in town. Um, today uh, was the Kathy v. Kathy Supreme Court oral arguments, and we are going to cover them for you on the Highlands Bunker podcast. Hello. Uh, Carl is here as always, and joining me as he did for many, many weeks uh, during the summer uh, for the uh, the actual trial, um, William C. Martin Esquire, the senior legal correspondent of this podcast. William, hello. Good evening, Rob. G.E. G.E. You've got your G.B. Got my got my got my G.A. and my G.B. G.B. Which we arranged in the G.C. That's group right. chat. That's right. G.D. Goddamn. <laughs> uh, we could do this. GE is easy. Uh, <laughs> we could do this all night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so we, we to be perfectly honest, um, I think we were kind of we were kind of over this whole this whole thing. But we we went uh, because we 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 demand total coverage. Um, so uh, we were there today. Um, I I do want to give people a little setup because I know that they they like um, sort of knowing what was what what everything looked like. So the yeah, that's the n- best part. I n- think. Neither of us had ever been um, to uh, the the Supreme Court in Dover, and it's right next to the old State House. So if if you're familiar with at the end of the green there from the from the current Leg Hall, there's the old Leg Hall, and sort of attached to that uh, is another building. Uh, and that's where the the Supreme Court is. You just sort of walk into a into a lobby, and then just sort of right into the into the courtroom. I guess it was like our easiest security experience. Yeah, because uh, I even left like my phone and stuff in my pocket when I handed the guy my my bag, and I guess he saw my press pass. He was like, I don't I don't care because the thing went <laughs> off. And it was just like whatever. That was like one capital, you know, yeah. capital police yeah. person there. Um, the, the 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 courtroom itself uh, is pretty small. It's not as big as the old court where they did the sentencing. Um, they did have a huge uh, wooden carving of the Delaware State Seal with like the, the the yeoman farmer and the revolutionary soldier and the boat on top of it. It was actually it was actually quite impressive. I have to, yeah. I have to say it was it was, it was big. a work of art. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was pretty. And cool. Don't forget the corn and the wheat. The corn and the wheat and uh, and the cow? Uh, and the cow yeah. on the bottom, I think. And somehow I still I'm still not sure how we went corn and wheat, but no tobacco. Right. I don't know how we, we got away with that one, but we were thinking maybe we could change it and just have like the yeoman farmer smoking a cigar, yeah, something like that, or an elf bar. <laughs> <laughs> it's 2023. Yeah. Um, so in classic um, Supreme Court uh, fashion, you know the the, the bench uh, uh, five seats uh, from our left. To right uh, is Justice Abigail uh, Legro, uh, Justice Karen Valihura, I guess is how you say her name. Valihura. Valihura. Uh, the Chief Justice, Colin Seitz. Um, Seitz. Seitz. Seitz Jr. Seitz Jr. Uh, we'll get into that, too. Later. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, Justice Gary Trainer and Justice Christopher Griffiths. Uh, so we have we have the five judges. We do have the big podium with the the green, yellow, and red light, which was which was actually cool. Which is which they do um, they they do adhere to very very strictly. As soon as that red light goes off, um, the the chief justice is, is cutting it off. So um, yeah, they they come in and arguments just basically start. Um, yeah, and uh, as far as the court, like you said, the courtroom was pretty packed. We learned pretty quickly that the crew, sort of like in our pews, were. Uh, Delaware Superior Court clerks, and they seemed like a little grumpy with me when I when I sat down. Yeah. They were try- I was like, no savesies here, guys. And this one guy wouldn't make eye contact with me. 
Uh, and I was like, our friend Lex is coming. Yeah, you're moving over again. He won't take up that much space. Uh, and luckily, Lex, he slid in. Uh, grass stains on his jeans and all. I was telling uh, uh, Carl when, when you stepped out for a minute, the, it, it's funny because I did say, did you drive? He's like, yeah, but I had to, ri- had to get up at like 5 a.m., ride my bike from Germantown to my house, get my car, and then drive my car down here. So we had a little bit of fun uh, yeah. <laughs> with him, with his living situation, yeah, uh, which was fun. But yeah, I, I was like, it was already packed, and I was like saving too. And he's like, somebody might be coming back to sit there. I'm like, yeah, my friend Bill's coming back to sit there in a minute. <laughs> then you sat down. He was real grumpy, and I'm like, oh yeah, and Lex is coming too. So you're right. gonna have to move the fuck down. Um, but yeah, it, w- it was packed. It was you know, uh, Kathy had a big family contingent there. She was there. Well, uh, I was gonna say it was like her immediate family. Yes, uh, contingent. It was um, like a daughter, a son. Husband, and then maybe I think her name is Elena Sewell, who was the chief of staff, and then, like she looked familiar from the trial, right? So, and that and I think that was kind of like Team Kathy this time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which was which again? Yeah, no, no sister, no mom. But right. other than that, you know, we had full full family, the full immediate family there. Right. And then yeah, all the all the uh, all the superior court clerks on a field trip. We should check their uh, their permission slips to make sure they were all signed. <laughs> Um, so yeah, they just, they just jump into it. Um, they, they do, and if there's other counsel that won't be arguing, but will be sitting at the table, they get introduced. So we did, we did see our friend, Miss Bosch and Mr. Sewell or Adwell, Adsewell, Adwell. Oh God, I got you confused now. Uh, I think it's Dean Adwell. Ad, Dean Adwell, our, yeah. our friend from Boston. He so woke up at three today. So he, he woke up, yeah, he woke up at three, Lex took Wilson. the train from Boston to Wilmington. And then I don't know, I, I don't know if he rented a car or somebody picked him up, uh, Maybe Miss Bosch gave him a lift or something, but uh, yeah, he came all the way down for the for the you know for the forty five minutes of, of oral arguments. He just walked in and walked out. Um, but hey, look, when you when you're at uh, McCarter English, you just you just do you. Yeah, you do what you do. Um, arguing for the state uh, was a um, was an, a private attorney contracted to argue this. Uh, from where were they from? Young Conway. Young Conway. Yeah. So uh, his name is Dave McBride. His name is Dave McBride. Right. Um. And so they announce, then they just start. Uh. So we get right out of the blocks. Uh, some razzle dazzle. Steve Wood for the defense. Um. I, I did note that the first thing he said is the only reason we're here is because Miss McGinnis was was uh. Was, was basically framed. Um, I, I forget exactly the words he said. Let me let me look it up here. He was like, "Oh, uh, <clears throat> she uh, she just for hiring her daughter." That's it. Yeah, that was his first. Yeah, that was a simplification, I and mean, maybe just to like level set too, because it had been 13 months since the sentencing, which like I didn't even I had forgotten the timeline. Oh yeah, yeah. But uh, so we're dealing with on appeal here at the superior court level. Kathy was convicted of conflict of interest, which was basically, yes, hiring her daughter as a part-time employee with sort of special perks and benefits, and then a charge called official, official misconduct. There was the structuring uh, verdict as well, guilty, but that was tossed out by R.E.T. period, Judge Carpenter. <laughs> Judge Carpenter, R.E.T. The on-ret Judge Carpenter. <laughs> <laughs> the honorable retired. Yes. Um, yeah, so the the structuring comes up a little bit. We'll talk about that kind of. Uh, near the end, probably, but yeah. So they're so they're they're talking about those two um, guilty verdicts. Um, the 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 first issue that everybody's familiar with is again speaking of uh, R E T 
uh, period retired. <laughs> Frank Robinson, our friend, um, you know the 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 police, HOF. The, the police investigator, yeah. uh, MVP in both leagues, um, player manager, his age forty season. Exactly. He he was once again just 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 beaten up, yeah. um, and so. The first issue was, and, and if you guys remember this, when he, when he was um, testifying um, during cross-examination uh, under Steve Wood, Steve was trying to get him to say that he lied. And what it came down to was, yeah, he didn't, he, he didn't say specifically that there was an investigation going on. He said he's just looking into, like, casual seasonal employees and doing an audit across, like, departments or whatever – and and it and it comes out, you know, this is an investigative technique um, to make sure, sh- you know, to whatever. Like the cops, everybody who watches crime shows knows the cops can lie to you to try to get you to say something. And so there was a blow up in the courtroom, and there was this thing about, you know, is he a liar? Is he not? And what did Judge Carpenter say? Did Judge Carpenter say that he wasn't a liar? You know, did it? Did, it, did he say it in front of the jury? Um, and and is it is it appropriate for, you know? for that to be, you know, just sort of glossed over. And again, it wasn't glossed over. They argued, I think they had about an hour sidebar in the judge's chambers over it. Um, so, you know, obviously there's stuff on the record about it. Um, but that was the big thing. And and they also mentioned with the lying um, was the fact that uh, there was an affidavit that had some falsehoods on it that they had to, like, sort of change. And this actually changed the way... They argued for the structuring. They changed their theory about why the structuring was done once they understood the like the math and how it worked. So they kind of looked like idiots. Um, and but again, I don't. The, the structuring charge was 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 uh, she was acquitted, bench acquitted at the at the sentencing. So it really didn't come into play. But that was really the first part of the argument was just that like, and I think Steve said something like, you know, in this environment. You know, do we want to do we want to let the cops, you know, kind of be like a rogue and let the let these investigators just say whatever they want? Yeah, I I kind of picked up on that too. I wasn't sure if he was making like a like in this day and age when we're like we're we're really combating fake news here. Like I, I couldn't tell if that was the sort of uh, I thought line he was thought. going for like, and maybe this is my maybe this is my sort of like bias, but I thought he was like trying to say like. You know, with Black Lives Matter, people hate the yeah. cops, and like, right, why right, can't right. let them yep. lie? You don't want to, you don't want to go out there and be like, yeah, it's okay to just lie. But I mean, it's pretty established that they can lie, they can do that. Like, right. So, so I, I don't know where. The, I mean, I again on the ride home, I was like, you know, I, I kind of like the idea of them being like, no, you can't do this anymore. <laughs> like, you know, co- coming into some ruling where co- where cops can no longer use blatant lies. As an investigative technique, right. and like and like calling it the Frank Robinson, you know, you get somebody in the in the room, and the cop comes in, and he was like, "You can't Frank Robinson me now. You have to tell me everything right. the truth." That's like they start calling it the Frank Robinson, um, but I don't see that happening. I don't think that's a thing that's going to happen. It didn't seem very compelling to me. Yeah, I don't think so. I mean, it's such like a funny. It's like something that lawyers would argue over. It's like, is it intentionally false statement the same thing as a lie? <laughs> it's like there's some gray area there. Yeah, that's that's a great point because when people are asking me how it goes, I'm like, it's a lot of like legal statements about like, well, the definition of a lie is this, and that describes the other thing, but you're not calling the other thing in context something else, and you're like, okay, okay, okay. Um, One thing that was mentioned, and we kind of looked at each other too, and it was mentioned a couple of different times, is that about the structuring charge, 
they were like, you know, we had three full days of testimony on this. Yeah. And I look, Bill and I looked at it, like, that, that much I remember. Uh, yes, accurate. <laughs> <laughs> Can vouch for that. Yeah, yeah, that was, that, that was wild. Um, the other issue uh, that, you know, Steve's been talking about for ages is that this is the biggest Brady violation that he's ever seen in the history of Delaware. Um, and that's just because he got the contents of uh, the emails and the laptops and the, the thumb drives um, like two months before the trial. Wasn't enough time. It was like 511,000 documents, yeah. um, all of this stuff. Of course, you just search terms, but anyway. Um, and I guess and the DOJ had technically co- collected that laptop and those thumb drives like six months prior. Yeah. Uh, so you see where he's coming from, but like, I mean, you probably were going to say this, but like, these are all files that Kathy and Team Kathy had like access to. They generated them, right? Like, I don't know if the point of the Brady accusation, uh, Brady violation line of argument is that the DOJ withheld exculpatory evidence, right? That would have helped Kathy's case. And they intentionally withheld it, I guess, to like such a late degree. But at the same time, it's like, well, you had a, you had your client who had these files. If she had exculpatory evidence available, she would have brought that to your attention, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and the other thing that came up, which, um, you know, there was a lot of wrangling before the trial even started. Um, you know, there was a lot of tri- tri- wrangling the day it was supposed to start. Uh, and it got a change of venue. Um, but one of the things that happened, and it came up, one of the justices sort of asked, you know, they could have continued it again. Like, if you weren't happy to get this discovery when you got it, it could have been continued again. But Car- Carper- Carpenter said, yeah, it can't happen in the summer. And and she was running for right. re-election. Right. So we had this, like, political sort of, um, you know, they wanted this over by the election. Um but I don't know whether that, like, okay, like, so he, he says, you know, there was conditions. We could have had a continuance under this condition. But the condition is just for your personal, you know, your personal political career. So, again, I don't know if that really hit. And, and it was interesting that it came up because of a justice question of having to say, like, yeah, there was an option to continue, but under this certain condition, which we didn't want to do. Right. And so I don't know how that legally how what that what what the justices might think about that like i have i really don't know so now we get to the the state's rebuttal or the Mm -hmm. state's case and the state basically says the same thing that 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 you did Uh, the, the burden for brady is on the defense right so they have to prove that what they didn't get was exculpatory, that it was suppressed, like suppressed on purpose, and that it established prejudice. And I think, as you said there, it, it, it really doesn't meet those requirements. Um, I, I think in this, in this true spirit of razzle-dazzle, he's trying to throw out that number, 511,000. Yeah. But when you look at like the three requirements that they have to meet to, get it, to, 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 to talk about this, this Brady discovery violation, I don't think they met any of them. Yeah, now, it was funny too. Like Steve was talking about the, the five hundred eleven thousand digital. I mean, that could be like however many digital like temp files or whatever yeah. the heck they are. Yeah. But I think it was, it was he was also trying to make the argument. You know, it's, it's smart to say, I guess, like well, and also in in this collection of hundreds of thousands of files, there's hundreds of emails uh, to sailors uh, 
official account, like in the auditor's office. And I was just thinking it would be funny if it was like, just like what the lunch menu was that day. It was just all emails to sailor at auditor.de.gov. You know, like I'm a government employee now. I get emails that are like, you know, here's the uh, the Thanksgiving volunteer-a-thon, so like sign-up sheet. Like, yeah. Um, but again, but then I remembered she was actively working with Canva. So she may have been, you know, to, to her credit, may have been like, you know, actually sending sending shit when she was working there. Yeah, I just, I, I would like to know, like, the emails that went back and forth for the, the logistics of, like, the, the state fair trip. Yeah, like, oh, my who God. who was bringing what yeah. and who was going, who was allowed to go and who wasn't. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, the other thing, the other, I think, important point that was made was that to be exculpatory, like, the, the argument for conflict of interest was that her daughter and her daughter's friend were getting benefits at the time that other casual casual seasonal employees weren't getting and that's true the following summer when they hire other ones they get a different deal so they get like it's like well you can see on those lap reports that they're getting the same shit right they're able to work from remotely they're able to get you know whatever whatever but that doesn't really matter um that they did You, you if you can find somebody in the future who may have but at the time there wasn't so it really doesn't matter anyway that those because that's that was the one thing he pointed to was like well that was some of the documents you know that proved uh that you know other people could work remotely say because of these emails right but again that that came up at trial they knew that like because they had the they were there was emails kathy was getting while working yes so it's like were they suppressed not really uh so so yeah it, it was a it was fairly weak I thought, um, and that part just jogged my memory too. Do you remember at trial when they were sort of comparing other uh, similarly situated part-time employees? I forget if they referred to them as like front of house and back of house, but I remember like there was that. like describing the front of house part-time employees, and they were like, "Oh yeah, we don't speak to them." It's like they are barely permitted to wear shoes. Uh, <laughs> their water fountain is broken. <laughs> We just don't talk. They shut the lights off on. <laughs> well, at one point, like they did, right? They they, they kind of did because that was the story. They 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 called uh, as witnesses one of them, at least maybe both of them, who were what they would call like front of office, right, who were right. just like at reception, yep. answering the phone, directing phone calls, having people, hey, I, you know, I'm coming in for a meeting. Sit here. We'll make sure get you to the room and all that. And and yeah, they were like, yeah, no one else talked to us. Yeah, like we were like didn't we were like. Yeah, we were lucky that we even got to like yeah. drink water at our desk. Or right, right. Just a reminder of kind of like how dysfunctional that office was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 again, the other the other reason that I'm I I I mentioned that I'm I'm so it's so stupid, but <clears throat> Steve was ha- hammering on this idea that Frank Robinson told the daughter this lie about what he was really investigating and that not only is that this lie, but it also goes to, that was also maybe the reason that Kathy was acquitted on the witness intimidation Mm. because you had to prove that she knew that there was investigation that these people would be witnesses. And so because he lied, she didn't know. That's like the stupidest thing I ever heard of 
Because even if he lied, when you call your mom two minutes later <laughs> and say somebody from the DOJ investigator just called me about X right. and said it was about Y, it doesn't matter that he said it was about Y. You know what that means. And I thought there was even other evidence that somehow Denny didn't bring up. Didn't, we've talked about it many times. Like, I think she knew that, there was, that she was in some kind of scrutiny. Yeah. That, that, that that people were looking over her shoulder. She was trying to sort of scramble. And, you know... It was just a giant smoke cloud over the back of her house. <laughs> yeah, it's like you have to know. Um, and, and again, I don't know why he brought that up Satire. either. Because... because <laughs> yeah, that was not that was not uh, introduced at trial. That was, not, that was not introduced at trial. People don't burn things anymore like that. It's all... No, it's all just all digital. delete, just yeah. delete, delete. Delete, delete, recycled it's, in. It's still there. Mm. <laughs> still in your cookies. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and, and again, she was acquitted at, at trial by the jury, um, and so it didn't really matter. That that part doesn't matter. I mean, that's like I feel like telling Steve, like, quit bringing that up because I think you you, you got to you you know. Now he'll of course say, "Oh no, that, that how can you say that?" Uh, you know, this and that. But I, I I do think I do think she knew that. I do think she knew that some of the stuff she was doing was fishy. She was trying to get away with as much as she could. And like the idea that she didn't know that she had to keep this stuff secret or she had to have, you know, kind of a, a, a handle on her employees, I think is, is ridiculous. Now, whether, you know, whether it met the letter of the law, you know, maybe it didn't. But, um, you know, I don't know why he would continue to bring it up. Mm-hmm. The only other topic. I want to talk about, we talked a little bit about this on the ride home. When they, when they argued about um, Judge Carpenter setting aside the guilty verdict for the structuring, it came up that the, the rationale for that when a judge does that has to be that the jury, so any reasonable jury wouldn't have come to that conclusion based on the evidence that was presented for that charge. And so I'm thinking to myself, okay, so Carpenter, you know, by law saying the jury made an irrational decision based on the evidence that wasn't there, but only for that charge. Hmm. So they did these other two guilties. That's fine. They did the other one not guilty. That's fine. But this one, you know, that one doesn't make sense. So it it really gummed up. I mean, it, it and maybe from a legal perspective, it doesn't matter. Because everything's it's charge by charge, uh, but it is it's a weird thing to say that the jury made a, a decision so poor that no other jury would have rationally reasonably done it. So you're going to reverse what the jury said, but only for that one. The other two, or or even the acquittal on the other one from the jury, is perfectly fine. It was just a weird. It made me feel like. This is the law, I guess, but it yeah. doesn't make sense. Yeah, it's like the jury was like just malfunctioning in that minute that they made that decision, <laughs> yeah. uh, and then they got back on track, and then they made correct decisions. I know what you mean. And I guess yeah. again, and the structuring thing was pretty, pretty like flimsy? esoteric. Esoteric, yeah, that's a good flimsy. Way of it. I mean, not only was it flimsy and esoteric, it didn't look good that they had to change their their theory in the middle because they didn't understand. What was happening, and they were like, "Oh, okay, that okay, that was something else." It was an incredibly confusing uh, charge, yeah. you know. Like it was a diff- I think it's a difficult crime to prove in general. But the way that 
they went about it. I wonder if they wish they could have presented it differently. <laughs> yeah, right? and, and f- I don't. The other thing is, and this is one of the things that we were talking about during the trial quite a bit, um, trying to like parse this all of this out and figure out, you know, even what what it meant. Um, I actually, just like I think she did witness intimidation, I don't think she did structuring. Mm-hmm. It was it was so so small and so uh, and and it and it fit with the other sort of like shambolic way that everything was managed like we had to put some uh, even even steve was like they're just like splitting it to put some in different sources because they can't get it all paid yeah because their administrative uh you know it was just it was uh, it was chaos chaos yeah it was like uh was it? tom van horn like come over here bring your p card like i need to renew my red book subscription like it, <laughs> like yeah. there was there was definitely like weird stuff going yeah, on yeah but like with but, payments. and so it made it look really weird but it was more like just like inept Yes. <laughs> accounting. And I, that came up. It was like it's very poor accounting practices or it's 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 actually against the accounting practices policy, but that doesn't make it against the law. And so, That's right. it, it, you know, that that was just sort of talked about. So they kind of they kind of touched on all the charges, even though really relevant or only appeals for the two guilty uh, guilty verdicts. Um, but that's it. What, what I don't know, I, I, I don't know exactly when the. Uh, when the court will make a make a decision, do we know like what they normally would do? You're putting me on the spot here. I mean, I know that they the oral arguments were uh, not optional, but they were basically they were like at the court's uh, request at their discretion. They could have dis- decided this sort of on the briefs that were filed. So I bet it will be rather soon. Um, yeah. Yeah, and again, uh, they they did say that. I mean, there's there's significant briefs that were filed. Obviously, all the justices know, you know, what's in the briefs, and even just having, you know, sort of a, um, I don't want to say a casual, but a, but a layperson's look into it. Um, you know, there was no big like bombshells today. It was all stuff we already knew. You know, stuff Steve Wood was already questioning. Stuff that was already, you know, more or less sort of controversial at the trial with with Frank Robinson and all of this stuff. So, yeah, I mean, I don't, I, I don't think, you know, I, I'm not expecting anything, you know, wild to come out of it. I, I don't, I don't see. It doesn't make sense to me that they would, they would rule uh, in Kathy's favor on these. But I, I don't really know a lot about how, what, what how the court usually handle some of these some of the stuff i'm you know there's I, I don't know if there is a supreme court delaware supreme court watcher like a like a person who would be like oh, oh yeah normally for this kind of stuff they 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 go this way so i don't know <laughs> yeah no i i i think it's un it's uncommon for the court in this situation to disturb like the superior court's determinations and the juries i guess yeah. So, but yeah, we'll see. I mean, they were, how did, did you get it? This was, you sort of appreciate like the colloquy that they would have like at, between whoever was uh, at the podium and then the justices could kind of interrupt and see clarification. It's, it's kind of like, it's kind of a, a cool process. Yeah, I did. And I didn't, neither of us knew exactly how the process worked, but if you're familiar with, because you can listen to them all now, if you're familiar with Supreme, the U.S. Supreme Court arguments, very similar. Um, you know, the the attorney can start making the argument, but at any time, any of the justices can be like, you know what, what it, why, what's this? Mm-hmm. And then you would just have to, like, try to answer their question uh, and then get back to what you were, you were talking about. And, you know, uh, I think, 
all of the all of the justices asked a question except for Griffiths, mm-hmm. Griffithsons, whatever mm-hmm. his name is. Yep. Yeah. So they were all fairly. I thought they all asked pretty interesting questions, like just general, like, what do you mean by this? Or do you think this means that? Like, it actually was, not only was it cool that it sort of broke up the argument, but it did, it was good for, like, theater, too. So you're like, okay, this is what you're thinking. You're sort of explaining, you know, is this really relevant because of X? So it was it was pretty interesting. It was a pretty interesting thing to go, to go see. And, yeah, when that, I, you know, the... <clears throat> The podium, I could see it. I don't know if you could see it from where you were sitting next to me, but it it had the timer on there too. And so, you know, it would run down from 30 minutes and then it would go to yellow. And I was like, I wonder how long it's going to be yellow. And maybe it was like three minutes or something. Mm. And as soon as it turned to red, she's like, okay, you're done. Yeah. Like there was no <laughs> like mid-sentence, that's it. Like there's there's no fucking around. Um, and I did notice that there was a clock and probably, uh, probably lights behind us too. Oh, so he up. could probably see that. Um, so yeah, it was, it was interesting. It was, it was, uh, it was an interesting experience and, uh, and you know, I, I might be going back because afterwards we, we saw some friends in the lobby after that, uh, after that one, you want to talk about that second case? Cause it's pretty interesting. I don't know. You're, you're, you're sort of tangentially, not even tangentially, but like sort of connected to it. So I don't know. You might want to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, right. Pretty much afterwards, there is the uh, public schools, Delaware public schools reassessment litigation that's been going on for, uh, geez, I don't know, five years at this point. Uh, but yeah, I don't, it was cool. I think, I forget if it was in between uh, hearings or afterwards, but we saw Mouse from the Corn Pop story. Uh, yeah. I think he confused me for someone because he gave me like a great slap on the back. Uh, J Street Senior as well. OG super J friendly. Street, yeah. Um, Karen Peterson. Karen Peterson, a f- uh, friend of the podcast. That's right. I and and I did mention to Karen um, that we had just talked to Kowalko uh, about yes. the Rise stuff. And she told me that the Supreme Court hears that case because they got a stay from, I guess, the Chancery Court uh, on, the, on the privatization. And they're going to have that um, appeal to the Supreme Court on the 31st of January. So maybe I'll go back and... Uh, Go back and cover that too, because that's a, that's an interesting case, and I'm sure all the all the OGs will come after that too. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so we saw them in the lobby, and then we went back in for those arguments, and uh, of course, the, the 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 basic premise isn't that. I mean, the the, the reassessments are being done. That's going to happen. Um, the groups that the groups that had to sue to get it to happen. Uh, Classy and the ACLU are trying to get their legal fees paid. Right. And normally, as you explained to me, um, the our judicial system follows the American guideline. American rule. American yeah. rule, which is you pay your own way. So you pay for your representation, the state pays for theirs or the other party or whatever. Um, but in this case, there's a special circumstance. The circumstance is it's a social, it's a societal good. Um, the the people bringing suit are bringing suit against the government to get them to do something that will that that they should be doing that will also be a benefit to you know the populace which this will be mm-hmm. and so that was the grounds for them to be able to say hey why don't you pay classy and ACLU's legal fees um, 
we won't talk about who's trying to not pay the legal fees. We'll right. Just leave that out for you. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I mean that that it really came down to that. It came down to, you know, whether or not the fact that school boards could tweak their their they could t- tweak their tax rate to to then receive. 50 or 51 million dollars across all 19 school districts if they all did if they all did what you know they what they're able to do but they but they might not and so like what does that mean you know so since we don't you know is it is it quantifiable mm. what's is it it's quantified can it be quantified is it quantifiable has it been quantified <laughs> so yeah that was it was mostly it was mostly about legal arguments about whether or not the benefit of tax revenue for schools uh, is meets the conditions that would have the government pay the legal fees for the people that brought the case to get them to have this benefit for the schools, and and obviously it also could be a benefit for the for the county. And some it won't, you know, it's supposed to be neutral for the most part. So it, I, I guess that's the thing. And and of course the other thing is like. There are going to be individual taxpayers that aren't benefited individually because their their taxes will be higher, but they're still like in society. Mm-hmm. So like I I don't know whether those two things go, come together or are always completely separate. Um, so yeah, it'll it'll be interesting how the court rules on that too. Actually, that that one actually seemed a little more, a little more interesting to me, but it was it was we'll just say the the arguments were were drier were like. You didn't have Steve up there doing his doing his thing. Yeah, the, I guess I, I guess maybe if I would draw like a very simple distinction between the two, it felt like the Kathy Kathy portion of our morning they were sort of arguing the facts, whereas at the uh, with the public schools litigation, the assessment litigation, it was like they were deep in the weeds in the law. You know, we were rep- they were referencing Dover and Corn too. They're, they're like, look, look, does Dover is, is Dover a good metal. analogy for this? Does Dover apply here? We're gonna have to look at corn too. And I'm like, what the and that's Roman numeral too. Two. <laughs> yes, yes. Corn has two uh, significant. Uh, Un- unbelievable. Lawsuits. The second corn. The second corn. Yeah, and and the uh, what we alluded to earlier um, is that the chief just the chief justice of the Delaware Supreme Court, uh, Collins, uh, cites. Uh, his father was the chan- was a chancellor uh, on the Chancery Court back in the day, and one of the cases that was cited uh, was a, a case that his father ruled on in the 60s. And so he says, you know, Ch- Chancellor cites in 1960s whatever said this, and the Chief Justice com- just immediately got in. He's like, I understand what you're doing here. You're not you're not scoring any points. He goes, he goes, I do appreciate the shout out. Yes, yeah. So it was pretty. Everybody, everybody who knew that that he was referencing the Chief Justice's father um, had a good chuckle. It was it was pretty funny exchange. It's like thanks, but it's hey, it's a small world out there. It's it's Delaware. Yeah, it's we yeah. So what what other takeaways? Did you have any other takeaways out of out of this? Because I think I think people are like, oh, it's more Kathy content, but it. It's it's not really. Yeah, I mean, if if anything, I was trying to reflect on like again. I think we've talked about this in more of like the Kathy wrap up shows from twenty twenty two, but just how this is something that we feel like our friends and I and you and Carl and anyone like willed into existence, <laughs> and I'm like just still kind of appreciating that, like identifying this sort of local character who wields some power, 
who keeps us on our toes, who keeps us entertained. Um, and then, yeah, it's like we go to court. It's, it was like our story. It was like our TV show for the summer of 2022. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, so today didn't, I don't know if it felt anticlimactic. I mean, it was cool to go to hear the oral arguments, I think. Like, I, I, I think people do enjoy uh, following this, this matter, even though we're sort of like in the dry, you know, it's basically over. Um, but I think there, I think that Kathy and, you know, <laughs> the auditor's office, I mean, there's like sort of this aura of like, well, maybe what's next? Like, yeah, what, what are, what are the, what's on the horizon? I, I guess that's as one that's chapter what, closes. Yeah. As one door yeah. opens, another yeah. door. And, I, and I'm not even saying anything has yeah. to happen next. Like, I don't particularly care, but, uh, there is something missing. I will say like. I, I miss the days of sort of like unlimited, unrestricted Kathy content. Uh, social media wise, and let's not forget she had three, three, three Twitter accounts. Um, you know the work product, uh, all of the reports, uh, whether they were findings or no findings. You know it still kept me on my toes. Well, also the 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 uh, the culture that she sort of yeah. built of like there's Team Kathy, then there's not Team Kathy, and they're like. She's having parties for for people's birthdays and getting people to hook up at her house, and then other people aren't are like having falling out. So yeah, it was really like you know it's like our little guiding light or whatever. It was like yeah. and, and 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 yeah, I don't I don't think that that's like there could be a second act to this. I guess um, I I assume that, and that's what we talked about. Maybe this will be the question for you to to kind of kick off this last segment. What is the end game here? Like, why? And, and we were trying to do some like back of the envelope, like on our napkins calculations of, you know, f- through a four, three week jury trial, all the work that goes into a Supreme Court appeal, oral arguments, um, you know, having <laughs> having Dean come back down from Do- from from Boston. Like you, you could potentially be in for a million bucks, <laughs> like that potentially, maybe seven hundred, eight hundred grand. But we were talking just a trial, three hundred grand, four hundred grand. So they're over yeah. half a million now. I think that's easy. Just a matter of where they are between half a million and a million. You're gonna spend that money, right? Why are you doing it? Now, if you're looking to quote clear your name so you can run for something again, or you can be back into like the public, you can you have the like, you can run for a public office again. I don't know whether this does it or not, one way or the other. Like, you could probably do that, you know, anyway. I mean, it, it, because I don't think what the Supreme Court's going to say is going to change people's minds one way or the other. They either think you got, you know, shafted anyway, and you can make that argument. You've spent a lot of money for, to have a, a, a fairly fancy attorney make that argument. Um or not, like I, I don't know. Or, or maybe really, you know, you're completely un- unelectable if you've been found guilty of official misconduct. And if you haven't been, then you're not. Even if you kind of were, but then weren't. Like, you know, does 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 a does it does 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 getting it overturned on a technicality and then not getting retried change the public opinion of your tenure at the auditor of accounts? I mean, my prediction would be who, like, 
who would that who would that impact at this point like a dozen people like who's who's i mean i mean there are definitely kathy stands as there should be but like i don't know will will people see the results the ultimate result of this case like after the supreme court has issued an order and like <laughs> just be like all right yeah kathy you like you, we got we got to get you back in the public yeah, eye yeah who's who's who who can cannot um like ethically vote for Kathy with this official misconduct conviction, but then when it gets overturned on an evidentiary technicality, who's like, oh, well, now it's fine. Yeah. Like I, you're either if you're a Kathy Stan, you're a Kathy Stan. Right. Like this, this, this has all been a charade, and uh, you know, doesn't matter what the Supreme Court says. So I, I, I don't. That's the part. I, I guess once you're, once you're in for a penny, you're in for the pound. You mm-hmm. know, you're just gonna go. Yep. But I I don't know. I, I don't know what it you know, and if she you know, maybe one day I'll get to talk to her and she'll be like, Hey, I just wanted to sort of clear my name and I don't really care. Totally. Yeah. But she just doesn't seem like that kind of person. <laughs> Do you know what I yeah. mean? Like she has another motive for it. She just doesn't strike me as the kind of person who was like, Yeah, actually I I never want to work in public life again. I just want it known that I didn't do this. I would respect that. I just don't think that's the case. So you think this is not the last we've heard? I don't think so. Yeah, I'm with you. Because I mean, the word word on the street in Sussex is she's she's out in the town. You know, she's 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 working as a pharmacist again, but she's she's back, sort of in the public eye. She's not shying away from anything, and great, that's fine. You know, I I think that's fine. Um, I just like I said, I don't get. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think. I don't think this was money well spent. I don't know what it gets you at this point. Like, you know, whether or not this gets turned over, the people who wouldn't vote for you because you were originally convicted of, like, professional white-collar crime are going to be like, oh, since the Supreme Court said that there was an evidentiary problem, well, then it's fine. Right. Like, I don't I don't think it works like that. No. Like, you know, public opinions, and it doesn't matter what's on the books, you know. O.J. OJ somehow didn't commit a murder, but, like... It didn't really, yeah. it didn't really matter, you know. Um, so I'm not comparing Kathy to OJ. <laughs> sorry, um, but uh, you know, uh, the other thing is, well, again, she's going to do what she's going to. do. Who would that make Cato Kalin then? <laughs> uh, Tom Van Horn. Tom Van Horn. I mean, I think right. <laughs> like he's just he's just in the pool house trying to. You know, absolutely. He's trying to get him, get get stuff. Get uh, stuff he's like, oh, I'm just between stuff at like the Maryland State House and the Virginia State House, but I'll figure it out. Yeah, folks, here's what we're gonna do. Number one, we do have 60 minutes of Kowalko uncensored, uncensored for patrons only. That exists. What we're gonna do is probably put it out for patrons only. For a holiday treat, for a little Thanksgiving holiday treat. Mm, the sides are the best. Correct. A little dessert for you. <laughs> um, what I'd like to do now is uh, record a little with my friends here, and we'll do a little extra patrons only for the holiday, and then we'll come back with you after the holiday with a big free episode, uh, and it'll be more about the organizing around uh, ceasefire and Palestinian rights. Um, I've met a few people lately who have been 
coordinating some of these actions. Um, by the time you hear this, I think it's tomorrow, there'll have been an action at the Wilmington City Hall. And um, yeah, we're going to talk about, we're going to talk to those folks. We're going to introduce them to you if you don't know them. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, sort of their background. And we'll talk more about um, trying to get this ethnic cleansing and genocide to stop. Because it sucks. And I'm not down for it. Um, yeah, so that's that. Folks, you know how to hit us up. If you want to hear this new patrons-only content that's coming up, it's patreon.com slash the Highlands Bunker. Five bucks a month. You're helping the cause. You're starting to get more like patrons-only content. It's pretty cool. That's what I think. Bill, you want to give us a plug? Are you are you plugging anything today? Do you have your new is your new album out or? No, I did just celebrate ten years of a a little like a tape I put out called Sadler. I just realized that I put it out in 2013. So you can go listen to that. That's on on the streaming services. But uh, no, I'll give a shout out to to uh, Highlands Bunker Patreon. I think that uh, I'm biased, but. This is a uh, this is like a cool resource. There's like I I look forward to Friday mornings. Like, how many things in life are as reliable as Friday morning, eight a.m. Eastern Standard Time? I get a little vibration in my pocket. Ooh, Island's Bunker just dropped. You know who did that? Patrons only. You know who did that? Uh, Carl Kay Foster. Kay Foster Stomberg made yeah. your pocket vibrate. Yeah. How about that? Yep. <laughs> and. Uh, you know, it's different, you know, like, I kind of like these episodes. I think we we uh, committed to the bit here, and uh, this is sort of like a bit of levity uh, to balance out, you know, some of the more difficult things that you talk about. Like, And I don't think anyone else in the state of Delaware is having the kinds of conversations that happen in this room. And, uh, you know, for five bucks a month, it's like a drop in the bucket. It's like support something that you enjoy, support something that you believe in, continuing to, like, exist. Yeah. Uh, and and, and look, cool. people hate it. I get that. You don't like. You can still to, hate listen. You can still hate listen. Yeah. But but you're getting something out of it though, and so you still should pay. I think. I mean, you're getting, you're getting a release. You have like a, you have like a fetish, like you like to be hit, and so I'm hitting you. That's fine. I'll do that. Like I don't. That's fine by me. Um, you're you're a sadist or a masochist. Which one does the hitting and, and it gets hit? Ooh, Carl. I don't know, one or the other, <laughs> one or the other. <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, I know, I, I, I know. Here, here's, here's actually what we're gonna do. We're gonna go, we're gonna dip into some, some patrons only stuff because we're gonna talk about this. We're gonna talk about haters, losers. Uh, you know, just look. I, I like people who, who don't, who don't get shot down. Okay, <laughs> okay. Bunch of losers. Anyway, folks. Um, Two very, very important things. Number one, left is best. We know that. Also, from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free. <laughs>